Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Today we have Ian C. Perry and Taryn Poppendaddies. How are you? I'm doing great. Okay, I want to talk about what's been going on with you lately, and I want to discuss some of your, your songwriting skills. How you been? Uh, I've been busy, actually. Weirdly enough, since the pandemic started, it was sort of an opportunity for me because there are sort of two phases to to what um, what I do. You know, obviously there's the live component, but I'm also the main writer. You know, I'm pretty much the only writer. It's, yeah. it's my band from the beginning. So, uh, you know, I just switched gears over to studio mode. And, um, you know, in 2020, I actually saw the pandemic coming about a month before because I, you know, I'm kind of a news junkie and I also I have a degree in molecular biology. And so I follow the science and the virology sector. So I knew it was coming um, before, uh, you know, my my daughter's in in school and I knew I told her principal, I said, hey, you know, in about three weeks, you know, he's like, what are you talking about? I said, you need to read this this uh, article from Italy, you know, and, you know, basically way ahead of the people around here. Uh, So I knew that it was going to be shut down. And uh, so I started making, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, I have a studio here. I've had a studio in my house for a, for a while. So I started making investments in, you know, better investments, getting a little more gear, knowing Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to write by myself. Um, in a different way. Usually I'll write a little bit and I'll bring it to the band, you know, and they'll be able to fl- flush it out, uh, flesh it out further. Uh, but this, I knew I was for sure going to have to, I mean, usually I write every note, but then, you know, it's not usually all at once. You know what I mean? I'll write like the rhythm section stuff and then I'll do touches of the horns. Well, if there's nobody around to, to test it on, you know, to go, how's this groove working? You know, um, I just have to just write it all at once on my own. So 2020 was me writing. Uh, I started, you know, writing and I ended up with three different albums, essentially. I, like I full albums? A, full albums, you know. Yeah, and even more than that. I ended up with a swing record, uh, sort of a uh, pop this is for lack of a better word, sort of poppy ska. I've never done a full on pop record before. Like, uh, I mean, what I mean by that is something like you would hear in the, you know, uh, 80s, mid 80s or so, you know, sort of uh, um, a little bit diverse, but kind of like the early daddies. So there's like a little bit of ska in it, a little bit of funk, like Prince, that kind of thing. I've never done that before you know, so I wrote a record of that sort of stuff. And that was actually the thing that excited me the most because I have done very little of that. And then the third record, I wrote kind of a psychobilly record, which is kind of a, uh, you know, for me, psychobilly has a, I mean, psychobilly has a distinct meaning nowadays. And I've always kind of, you know, had my own vision of what psychobilly ought to be. And so this is my you know, Steve's version of Psychobilly kind of record. So I, I wrote the three records in rough form, sketched them all out. And then uh, I decided which one to start working on first. And we did, uh, we did a full on swing record in like, I want to say 2014. It was called White Teeth, Black Thoughts. 
Yep. That was that was that's the swing record. And then there are a couple of compilation, you know, there's a trilogy of then we kind of had fun and did uh, you know, kind of shown our bona fides as far as history of swing. Yeah, those uh, are great, the cover ones. We did those, yeah. You know, I kind of wanted to see if I could get a uh kind of a, a big band sound with a small band inside a small studio, you know, and that's the Sinatra one. And then that, that really scores. Cause I mean, I really, cause I grew up, I used to do radio stuff because the sounds of Sinatra. So hearing that one and hearing it in headphones, and the video is funny too, but the yeah. sounds, it's very warm. It's very, it does feel, it's a really great sound. That was the whole idea of the record was really a studio trip to see if we could with four horns and this little studio, could we make it sound like, you know, like that, you know, just, and also to just show, you know, the love for that kind of music, you know, and we, so we did that one that way. And then uh, we did a kind of twenties, late twenties, thirties record called the Boopadoo, which was playing on vintage instruments and, you know, a whole, a whole different kind of recording, you know, uh, trip. So those were kind of like fun People like them live, you know, a few covers here and there. Um, and it was basically, it was a recording trip for the those mm-hmm. two. And they'll, maybe there'll be a third one. I have some ideas about doing a, a third, uh, you know, the third record of the trilogy. But right now it's all original stuff I'm working on. Well, see, it's crazy. People don't realize, I think, well, the, the big one knows the songs. But you're really a producer or songwriter orchestrator. So really what you are. Yeah, I mean... And yeah. then now I'm in, now I'm the recording engineer too, working on that side of things. I have a really good uh, buddy who's an, a fabulous engineer who I've worked with, you know, with for everything. So I, you know, I finish it up and bring it into his studio. Well, with the pandemic, yeah, you know, I I still I have on this record I recorded drums there and some horns there because I he's got better equipment than I do, and uh, I trust his ear and that kind of thing but then the rest of it i'm doing here so it's more piecemeal there's more computer work though i hate that side of it i don't i don't like that you know usually we get in and just kind of do it but with the pandemic it's kind of becoming more of a piecemeal thing which has its benefits but i don't prefer doing it that way well it's a good thing you can orchestrate to begin with i mean like how because i mean clearly when you start off you're you get the punk and sky going on mm-hmm. I, I always think there's a a very linear line through all of your music anyhow. So that's why it doesn't feel like, it's like a swing album. And it's kind of all here, all kinds of, you know, I don't really have a category for it. I mean, the swing parts took, sticks out for that big hit. But you know what I'm saying? I always hear other stuff in your music all the time. How did you start writing? Because you were just a guitar player, right? But to, to yeah. orchestrating and doing the horns, how does that come about? I mean. Well, I think, um, well, it's a complex complicated question um as far as the orchestrating is concerned it's just kind of necessity you know I'll, I'll have the the i'll have the lead line idea you know like i'll write the the i'll write i won't write like a set of lyrics on top of a groove i write a groove lyrics and a lead line together so it's all one thing they it all mm-hmm. flows together and that's kind of the 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 um you know so the so if it was a drawing the the unshaded part would be the, you know, the groove, right. the vocals with lyrics, usually, you know, 50 to 75% done and the lead line. So usually the top, what's on the top of the horn stack, you know, like, and maybe two, maybe the first harmony. Sometimes they have chords that I want to hear all the way down the line, 
you know, but that's usually what I do have done in the past is right. So it's damn near there. And, you know, and then I play weird notes in the bass too, which everybody, which drives people crazy, you know? So, I, I mean, I always hearing notes that are pushing the threshold. The, yeah. The threshing the threshold of reality with, uh, in the bass. Uh, but, uh, you know, I insist on it, you know, I, I can't not, I can't unhear it, you know? So, Anyway, so I get that done. And then, uh, you know, sometimes what I hear maybe timbre wise doesn't work. Like, yeah, let's have the let's have the tenor play the lead line there. And then you hear it and the timbre is just too quack, quacky. You know, it does. So it doesn't pop out in that range of the instrument. So we'll have to flip it to like you know, maybe alto there, set rings a little more. So, you know, when you get it in the real world, you hear it in your head and then you get it in your real world and you go, wow, the the alto just speaks there you know so if you have a harmony in the alto it just takes over everything so we've got to flip those you know and then that chord isn't right that chord sounds too square or not square enough or whatever you know but you've so always I, written like that right though you've always heard things like that because that's like yeah you know i say with something write a song to the song where the band will be like write the riff and then write the lyrics they kind of give a rough drum beat and the band kind of fills in their stuff You've kind of yeah. have it all in your head. You kind of have it all in your head, and you've been like that from the very beginning of the band. I've been, yeah, I mean, more. I mean, as we've gone on, it's been more and more. Just you know, but uh, yeah, it's uh, in the beginning. Uh, I had a couple of guys in the band uh, in the, the horn section too, who were really, you know, uh, you know, really flesh things out in a, in a way that I guess they were you know, you have guys who read your mind more, you know, <laughs> and those guys could really, you know, well, I'd get the lead line and they go, I was thinking this. And it's like, Oh fuck, that's great. And I wouldn't have to go, eh, you yeah. know, and then as I aged and got better at it, right. I became more stubborn sticking with, you know, and I also noticed that if, if, you know, sometimes I, you know, like I was saying, you just start noticing wh what speak, where the horns start speaking better yeah it's not something i i learned on you know in a in a class or something it's just doing it you know you just which is pretty know. special to be that intuitive about that you know it's not a very ordinary skill set on no, top of your other your other your other career <laughs> well yeah i mean well part of the thing is it's just been you know to just go to goes to genre you know the way i see have seen uh, my art trip is that genre is a very important part of the, uh, you know, my, my initial thing with the daddies was to make albums that didn't cohere to any genre. You know, the right. first three records were, were, the idea was to go, you know, radically from, so it would be like 15 different bands on the record, you know, so you'd go radically from one genre to another. Um, and the thing that was unique, the most unique at that time was the swing music, because, you know, uh, every record had two or three swing songs on it uh and no one i remember in the starting out in the 80s late 80s people would literally come up to me and say what do you call that music you're playing you know like no it, it was so erased from the culture at that point yeah. that people had no freaking clue so um but they go i like that you know i like you doing that and you know um so that stood out uh but what I would do is use genre as, uh, you know, like take Drunk Daddy, a song off our first record, our first mm -hmm. record, you know, use swing music. But in the lyrics, uh, you know, it would, you know, it's a song about uh, child abuse and, you know, and a, and a 
person over, you know, it's like an internal struggle uh, of a person dealing with their own, uh, with the child abuse that they suffered and the, any sort of Oedipal, you know, right. thing. But I used swing music, which I felt like at the time was, you know, uh, you know, had a, it was interesting because it wasn't metal, you know, or something, you know, which right. seemed silly to me to write something like that, you know, it's not as powerful as some other, you know, fun dance music, you know, where, I mean, I see people dancing around <laughs> wonder, there's not a fun like song dancing, and then all of a sudden, you know, three minutes into the song, they'd stop and cover them. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I see what he's talking about now, you know? And uh, it just gave an extra punch, you know? That almost feels um, twisted. Ha you're happy. No, you're sad. Oh, you're happy. Well, you know what? That's, yeah. I mean, it's, I don't think it's twisted when you want people to feel, to experience, you know, you know, it's empty calories if it's not, uh, if it's not a sucker punch, you know what I mean? And I didn't want to make empty, and basically not, be, not being a, a brand, I didn't never want it to be a brand kind of band, you know, um, because I feel like that's empty calories. You know, people are not listening. They're coming to see a band that's a ska band or a this band or a that band. And you, the reason you do it is because of market forces and capitalism mm -hmm. and, you know, part, you know, to sell yourself as a, you know, a commodity in the marketplace, you know, and that always rubbed me the wrong way. I, I don't like feeling limited, you know, oh, you're a this or you're a that. I mean, it's, I can't stand it. You know, I, I, makes grosses me out as a human being you know it's it's like you know it's like you know judging a person by the by their skin color or by their you know or by their you know whatever i just hate it a person human beings are very you know capable of amazing things we're like supercomputers on little meat you know right I mean, you know yeah we're like a shellless lobster with this fucking supercomputer on our heads you know um and so to not give people that kind of um, spiritual power, you know. I get that. And I appreciate it. But what, what I see is I think that the struggle was, and I think I've watched you guys over the years and hearing some of your interviews, and you have a very, I've heard the term Zappa-esque, like do your own thing, do whatever you want for music, but then you get the commercial world. Right. You make a big hit off of your biggest success, but you don't want any success to, do so, to take a left turn. But the world's not going to expect that. So when people go in to see you dance, they're not expecting to hear, you know, think rock or think dance. They're just going because that. So right. you're really in a, in a particular yeah, place where you don't have that thing. So you, it feels like there's always been a yin and yang struggle for you for the years. But yes. now you finally hit a spot where you're like, A, the world's changed a lot. And, and you've got enough material behind you where you can say, here's, here's a breath of my work. And yeah, I can I do mean, what I want now. Well, you know, it's there's always got to be compromised. I mean, I, I, when I was a young man, that's what I was thinking is that I would like to, to be, you know, it's all about the art and just art for art's sake and all that. Well, at, you know, you, I have a big band for one is eight guys in order to make enough money to pay them and not yep. have guys quitting. I mean, basically it's been, been, people quit have been quitting since the beginning. It's every four or five, six months. Mm -hmm. I have somebody quit and I have, they have, we have to stop forward progress, go back, because the set, our music is difficult. It's not easy to play. I can't just walk down the street and get a guitar player. You know, I can't. It's a lot of weird, you know, uh, even horn players who are really good, you know, and can read it. I, you know, I try to tell them if somebody fills in, dude, don't just show up like you're going to play pops in a soul band because you're going to make a fool out of yourself. This stuff doesn't make any sense. 
you know, and it's hard, you know, I mean, some of it you'll be fine with, but there's some of it's really difficult. So, you know, it's two steps forward, one step back, uh, having to, um, we got, basically when we got signed, uh, it was a decision, you know, do you want to, you can keep, you know, eating shit here, or you can take this opportunity to, and the scene was growing at the time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got an offer to go forward, either go into, onto the major label. I thought, well, shit, I've been, we've been a band for 12 years, you know, why not? Right. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I mean, it's like, we're just, we're traveling around sleeping in the van and have for years and years. So, you know, so we put out a, a swing record, who cares, you know? So we, you know, I didn't think, no one thought, geez, this is going to be a huge record. You know, it, it was not like that. We just kind of, it was just one of those, you know, rips in the time space continuum that, you know, allowed yeah. us to continue to make music, you know. But there it was, was big ups, right. But it gave you a power afterwards though to, to your name recognition that you can still kind of, you That's know, right. keep working. So, I mean, it was great. And then it was kind of like, ah, it kind of shackled you a little bit, but it was great enough where it kind of gave you probably a little more strength than other bands would have for longevity. I am yeah. glad that uh, we, that, that Zoot Suit Riot happened and that we're seen as a swing band is fine with me at this point. Um, uh, that doesn't, I, I don't have to limit how, how, what I write because of it, except in the fact of to continue, you know, first of all, I like dance music. I think dancing is a holy thing. And, um, you know, so I don't, and I like the, I, I've always liked swing music because it's, it's dance music where uh, it's very, uh, you know, women and men are together. Um, you know, there are, it's not something you just don't roll out of bed and do pelvic thrusts. You know, it's like, I, I, I like that aspect to it. I like, uh, but I also am, uh, you know, I was thinking about this today, the timbre of it. I have this real, you know, uh, love of instruments with a rough timbre, you know, like slap bass, saxophones, you know, you know, uh, uh, like bagpipes and, you know, certos and just. Yeah, I, I think it actually, you're, you're like, yeah, you have a lot of really yeah. striking points. And it's very striking points in your, in your music. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's what I, I don't, I, I have a, I don't, I don't, I like grinding dissonance a little bit, you know, like I'm an American, right? I don't like European major, you know, pretty stuff. It just doesn't appeal to me. And rhythm sections that just is the low end generator, you know, like rock music, a lot of times the bass is just going, do, 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 do. and to me that drives me crazy, you know? I mean, I want something that's energetic and hot and grindy and, you know, squawky and, you know, that's what I'm drawn to, you know? So, uh, so a lot of this is, you know, so what comes out of me is complicated, squawky, loud, and <laughs> but with an interior of thought, you know? Right. Like there's, there's, it's there for you if you choose to think it through, you know? Single songwriter, and it kind of almost ties into what we're talking about is, and band members and having a lot of band members, almost an army of band members at this point. <laughs> Mm -hmm. A lot of a small yes. soup kitchen with all your get a reunion. Yeah. Is it a challenge with people coming in and being like, oh, I want to write a song. I want to credit. I want to, I mean, that dynamic. Cause you know, once again, this is where you gotta be the kind of the hard, hard guy. And you're like my way, I'm the songwriter. And that can kind of be a rough thing to swallow in a band. 
usually. I don't, yeah, maybe. I mean, I, a lot of the things with big band, I think it might be easier because uh, you have to subsume your ego in a big band, no matter what. I mean, because there's so many voices, everybody just can't be going off 24 seven, you know? Um, <clears throat> so there's an advantage there. Um, yeah, I am, I'm open to, I mean, if somebody comes with an amazing concept, I'm there, but you know, people just don't in this band. I don't know. It's like, uh, it, it's been so molded by my aesthetic and, you know, and, and like, let's face it, not the things that I'm mostly inspired by and have become the legacy of the band are not things that people know much about, you know, like, uh, not, you know, a lot of jazz guys don't know about swing music at all. I mean, swing music is something that completely is different than jazz. You know, it's a dance music, you know. So they're, they know jazz, you know, and it's a different style of playing. And the way that I want it played is different than you would play it had you, you know, um, were you doing a regular big band, you know, like I want harder kick drum. I don't want two and four necessarily. I mean, uh, you know, uh, two beat on the bass necessarily because um, I'm not making things to be retro. I'm making things to be a kind of a hybrid um, right, I feel like jazz is your tether on a lot of your stuff yeah. to go back, like between two styles, a little bit, of, you know, you're roped up with some jazz to tie it together, kind of a style. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, yeah. You know, it's like because jazz is a great bridge. Jazz yes. is a great bridge and a great way to lose a lot of money if you want to go out and play it live. Right. <laughs> but jazz, har- jazz harmonics is, I think jazz harmonics is in my body. You know, I like the jazz, jazz harmonics, you know, Thelonious Monk that I hear that I want that if, if it's a choice between a blue note and a, and a straight seventh or something, and I'm always going to get grinded. I'm always going to be go for dissonance and I I'm American, you know? So I, when I hear something that's uh, too sweet, I, I just, I can't, I they can't do it. it, you know, unless I'm trying to, like I'm saying, unless if it's sweet, I, I want to do that for a reason. You know, if I'm like right. if the song, I'll write a sweet song and using certain modes, you know, but I want to choose what I'm, why I'm doing that, you know. Right. Got a journey with everything you write. Let me ask you, so you are known to play some guitar. What is your, what is your favorite guitar right now? You're not really known guitar? as Yeah. Because I mean, oh, you're well, a guitar yeah. player, but you don't really, not really known as a guitar player. It's yeah, really no, understated I'm, with you. I'm yeah, because I'm not really. Uh, I'm a shitty at everything kind of musician. You know what I mean? So I don't like this last record. This, this, you know, I wrote most of this swing record on the piano. You know, which I never have done. So it came out different, which is great. But uh, um, <clears throat> with you know, I've been playing uh, a stupid Epiphone hollow body uh, kind of with p90s guitar i mean but uh, uh or i have a i have an sg that i play sometimes it doesn't it sounds good for like one thing or two things you know i have a lot of guitars that sound good for like one thing you know i love so, pawn shop guitars because they got a lot of their, their yeah personality. I mean, it's, like I, it's that david lindley thing right i mean i'm kind of like that I, it's like you know, I learned a long time ago, our second guitar player was just fabulous, a guy named John Fole. Uh, he plays, in, he was, he with, played with Jock, Dr. John for years. He lives in New Orleans now. And he plays that kind of style. Jesus, he could pick up anything and make it sound amazing. You know what I mean? That's just how it, it's just his, in his hands and ear yeah. and who he is. 
And I believe that, you know, I can't do that. I'm not a guitar player. Um, uh, so our yeah, but you're a little guitar, bit more than cowboy chords though. You're a little, you know, you're yeah, more than yeah, cowboy I, chords guy. It, that's in my head though. I mean, it's like, I'll go, uh, I, you know, I'll just go, what can I do? This doesn't sound right. You know, I needed to suspend it in some way, you know, I need to alter it in some way to make it work, you know? And, and I, I have just definite ideas about that. I don't know why I've always kind of felt like that, you know, and sometimes I want it to be hokier and straight. And then I fight with the jazz guys, you know, we could do this cool thing. I don't want to do that. You know, and just, that's not what this song is about or whatever. It's like this tag after the chorus, yeah. we, we, you know, the chorus is blue and this tag coming out of it is a release and it's supposed to be very, you know, uh, you know, a little, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's supposed to be majory here. So don't just let it be stacks of, you know, triads. It's okay. Yeah. It's, the, it's how it's going to, how it's, it's a time-based medium, right? So right. you come out of like, I don't want to hit that chorus. The last two notes of the verse need to be blue. We don't, do not hit them before that. You know, we, I, I don't want them changed until beat one you know and then we're yeah. then we're in the major world but if you change it before the impact's going to be less you know stuff like that so you know i don't know i've always just had a, a an ear for that sort of thing so and playing the guitar is the same thing i just am not satisfied until it's doing what you want what it's supposed to do and i don't think of it in terms of music theory i just hear it you know i try to hear it into the what it's supposed to do you know, and I don't know why I make the choices I do, but it's just. Well, that makes sense. It's kind of what I felt like, like over the years hearing you and, you know, reading little bits and pieces of you kind of feels like that's a cohesive function of how you create, you know. I, I also think I've also told people and this before, you know, members of my band that I don't want to create. Uh, I want the feeling of creation to be like going into a room with the lights off and searching around for the light switch. That to me gets the best response. Not okay, I'm going to be in this key. And, you know, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think, it, I'll, I'll change the key if it needs to be changed. I, I was going to say, you do know? you sometimes, do you feel like if it's too predictable, you're going to change the key? If you're like, oh, it just feels like it's just too easy. I'm going to go somewhere uh, else with it. Uh, sometimes, usually it's just, you, when I change key, it's like, this is boring. I need, how well, I'm I, saying, just, yeah. Well, I, what I call is like, the, sometimes it's the Fibonacci moment of the song, which we, what I call the Fibonacci moment, you know, like, uh, you know, two thirds of the way through something has to change before you yeah. go home. It's the most important part of the song. It's the reveal in the, mm -hmm. you know, when you're writing the story, some change happens right there where the, you know, maybe the, you know, maybe at that point, the, the, that's when you find the fuck you, you know, thing maybe, or what, you know, maybe you realize I'm, I'm talking about, you know, the song's going by and I'm actually talking about you, the listener right there or whatever. Yeah that moment is very important. So maybe sometimes I'll change the key there and, but I'll always try to not do it. Obviously, you know, I don't want to know how a normal person changes keys. I don't just want to key change unless I'm doing something like Zappa where it's big key change. That's like a fuck you to me. That's like, you know, and he, that's how he uses it, you know, mm -hmm. like, hooray, you know, but I like to just, not have them not know that there's a key change and and also change it in a way that is you know forcing it 
<laughs> forced weird change, you know, but then they nobody knows, you know, that's what I'm, my goal is. So again, I want it to be um, kind of, you know, uh, to me, when it's human and not obviously figured out, you can hear that, you know, so uh, I, I'm always going to go for something that seems organic, you know, I don't want it, I don't want it to seem like you know, even the development of a song, I don't want it to make sense, you know, it, not so much in the number of bars, but in the, why is he going into this bit, you know, all of a sudden, you know, I like yeah. that, you know, because it feels like it's just a person following his ear, as opposed to, um, you know, oh, I've got to, you know, generate some new, you know, you know, product for my music store, or right, whatever. well, I just want it to be some guy searching for how to say this to you, you know. Apparently you've been searching a lot with your three albums ready, so. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, they're all in, you know, various states of, sometimes you get, sometimes you have an initial idea for a song and I'll do this with it. And, you know, it doesn't work out. It's not as, doesn't work mm -hmm. out exactly like, you, you know, like Take Drunk Daddy we talked about earlier. I I really would like that to not be so uh, I think a lot of people took it as a you know this kid triumphing over his father but I want it to be I would like it to I don't know how I could do it but I, I try to perform it so that it's so that it's not as one-sided and black and white you know I like the idea of him being somewhat responsible for for it the victim being somewhat responsible for the challenges. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> responsible. Responsible for how he feels about it. That's what I would like. But it's I don't. But that's hard in a song. You know, you can't. Uh, if it was, a that's novel, like almost immensely impossible. Yeah, it's immensely impossible to make it a song. Right, unless you come on, say it literally. Say, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah, you come on, yeah. say the words exactly. It's, but, well, yeah, it's hard is all. I mean, sometimes you can do it. I mean, that's a, that one didn't work, right? So it's not completely what I wanted, but that's, if I was thinking about the whole thing, how can I do this? You know what I'm saying? You 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 go, uh, like I, I'm currently working on a song. I just got off writing to somebody who I was going to, um, who knows a lot about salsa. And I want to, I have this song called I'm With the Living. And the song mm -hmm. idea is that, um, you know, the basic idea is that um, a choice to be carnal and warm-hearted human being as opposed to withdraw within yourself, not know who your neighbors are, you know, basic white guy stuff, you know, like uh, closed off, you know. And the reason I would use salsa is because to me, that is a the ultimate warm, hot genre, right? Right. And so that, so I can address this, topic using this you know our irony of the salsa you know hot salsa right so i go i'm going into this song i have the you know like i have the some of the hooks i have the verse the chorus it's not finished so what can i do and can i make it can i give that kind of nuanced thing and usually when i along the line i go what's bullshit about this what what is what am i what's the now that I've really given given time to this, where am I full of shit? And how can I put that in the song 
that the end, so that at least I know it's there, and maybe somebody else will get more levels of meaning to see that I'm ambivalent about what I'm saying, you know. So that's, you know, so it's, I'm always pushing for more, you know, meaning and more, um, and sometimes it doesn't work. Well, that's a challenge. I mean, and, and just devil's advocate, because I enjoy, I enjoy your music, so, but your sarcasm and how you write it in the different levels, not everyone's going to get that level. Right. So right. you either come off as smiling, being, then we'll go back to the, being caustic. You, it just seems like you're being nicer about it, or people just aren't getting it with just right. singing. So it kind of puts you to a weird spot. Is you're, you're, it's almost like being tricky. Could yeah. be perceived. I know. I, I know. You are, that, you are. There's that. That's the there's that, part. too. And, right. And that's where, how different would it be then? I mean, that was just the easy one for this car, because now the dynamics, he's right. just like, this is, this is what it is. But if you're right. like, this is what it is, and this is my personality, how I want to present it. But it was pretty easy to understand flat out. This is how it is. You've got but, a couple of layers in there, you, you right. know. And the songs so, being placed on next one next to the other. And if you do that enough, then you can say something really straightforward. And people will go, is he saying that straightforward? And that's great. You know, so you could really just put something out that's not nuanced think, is, at all. How many people do you think listen to and catch that, though? That's the question. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen it. I've seen it because of, of the internet. You you know you you have people come on and go. I I don't think he's this. I think you know you see literally people per, you know putting their own spin on yeah. it. You know, like they like you're the blank canvas, and right. they're going to try. If they like you, they're putting this thing on you. If they don't like you, they're putting that thing on you. I mean, I can see it. So I'm just playing the percentages, you know, or I'm just, or I don't care if any of them get it. You know, I'm just throwing it out to you. I'm not criticizing you or. or oh no, I'm not, spot. I'm not. It's just very interesting because you're telling, a, a, telling you yeah. how I think of it and how yeah. I work. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, I'm ch- I'm chasing something with these ideas, and uh, I'm trying to. Then I get to a certain point, and I'm unsatisfied with that because that doesn't quite say what I wanted to say. You know. I don't want everybody to cheer with me necessarily. I don't want to, you know, and sometimes I go to the point where I can't quite get it across, you know? Well, that's the thing. I mean, I think you're trying to say one thing and that's what I'm kind of asking you because you're very, you are very smart and your songs are smart. You have a couple of levels. You probably thought out each level of how it's going to be accepted because let's face it, not everybody listens to a song the same way. No, and it's and the, and the mass, and the mass doesn't listen to it that the way you, you, you put it together. is probably the big percentage that makes all the cherry pop and daddy pop music on the radio that's not this people are going home thinking about stuff right i mean and that's fine you know like zoot suit riot you know <laughs> zoot suit riot but when no one knew about zoot suit riot when i wrote that I mean, people still don't know about it you know so right. it's it just uh it, but it, you know that angle is there and be like Woo, zoot suit. You know I mean? it's like but you know it, it and then i went well what can i do with that song to you know basically it works on a couple levels. Um, one is that it, I, I use the idea as kind of the, an anthem for the swing, burgeoning swing movement. Right? right. But at the same time, it's a song about a racist, you know, event in our American history. You right. Know? It just happened to have, <clears throat> um, you know, the musical element at the time was boogie woogie, uh, pachuco music, you know. And so, you know, the whole thing kind of, you know, in my mind, it works worked together at the time. So I could do two several things at the same time. 
you know. Yeah. But then, you know, you could go, well, you shouldn't, what do you see saying with that, you know, or you could be saying, you know, you know, right. shake your finger at me. Well, I think at that time, a lot of people didn't get it. And that's probably now, but like nowadays, if you did it, there would be a billion different views on that song before you oh, even yeah. had it recorded. Right, yeah. right. There would be. I mean, you know, but, you know, that's, I think that's interesting and good, you know, and I'm glad that people are know, are know about it now, you know, I'm glad. It's good. Well, you, you put it out there by doing it that way. You make it, you make it out there in a way that people are going to take it because people are not going to learn about it or pick up a history book or hear something right. else. So if you, unless you say, all right, I'm going to, you know, it's like with, with kids you're going to, you're going to dress up, you know, the meal, we're going to cut it up. We're going to put eggs and eyes and we're going to, you know, make this a fun, a fun plate to do. You're going to get your, your nutrition, but you're going to have some fun with it. Exactly. So, and, you know, and, and if people don't want it to, to, you know, if they don't want to engage with it, that's fine. You know I mean? I, I don't, I'm not forcing anyone to engage with the the the, mat, the the subject matter. And in fact, I want to spread out the meaning more. You know, you can engage with it, but but you know, people just tend to engage how they want to engage anyway. You know, they always will. Force they're gonna yeah, and they're looking. You know, if somebody's looking for something bad, they're gonna find it. You know, and uh, so you know, sometimes I set traps for people like that. You know, and it's, and have since the beginning of the band. You know, I tried to, you know, because we came out of uh, punk rock and alternative music you know and the idea when i was a kid was to keep normal people away from the shows you know you didn't want like i live in a college town right i didn't want normal college kids normal ones to come to our shows because that was you know i wanted to say we're doing something else and especially with horns in your band because basically at the time especially horns were a reactionary thing to have in your band at all you know what i mean so there was you know there was a few bands like the crucifix who had horns and they, you know, it's like, oh, great. It was a punk rock band with horns, you know, but it was, uh, you know, so I felt like I needed to, all my friends were in punk rock bands, you know what I mean? But I wanted to do some, my feeling about punk rock and still is, was what, it's not very punk rock to go out and try to sound like Minor Threat, you know what I mean? Or to sound like someone else. To me, that was not what you should do for me. So I always tried to write something, you know, that was different. And, but still had that, you know, energy to it. So Mel came up with this idea of swing music with, uh, you know, and not retro necessarily swing music, right. but a retooled swing music. And also, you know, in the mid nineties, like I owned this video store at the time. Um, and we, what the video store was, you know, uh, was like alternative videos, you know? So I had like uh, Russ Meyer films and, you know, uh, a lot of the sort of, trans you know what what you call cinema of transgression you know the new york punk filmmakers like nick zed and stuff like that and b movies and uh and a huge gay porn section and like weird you know so it was like a strange if you were strange you came into my video store and you rented out these videos and so at that time uh it was right in the middle of beginning to the middle of aids and you know there was it was a very dark uh, sense of humor. Um, the punk rock scene was very weird at the time. And so coming out of that is what the daddies come out of. You know, I, right. I had the store still when the daddies started. So there was a very, uh, um, you know, that time period is very glossed over, you know, and not very re- remembered very well. You know, um, there's a lot of drugs, 
Um, I got to remember visiting my, at that time, my friend John lived in Alphabet City in New York. And I'm from New York, upstate New York. He was living in Alphabet City. So I went back to visit him. And he's like, I'm on B Street, you know, whatever it is. So I get to the end. My parents drove me down from Binghamton, right? So they drive me down. They leave me off. And I thought, God, it looks like it rained. It's like, did it rain? It's like sun's out and stuff. And I looked down the street. I started walking down to his apartment. And I realized there were so many little baggies on the street that it looked like a bunch of puddles. Oh, wow. It was like, it is horrible. You know, this is the street my friend lived on. That was the time period. Uh, but I guess what I'm saying is there was a darkness and a, uh, a very. Uh, um, I think I get what you're saying, but I, but I think you straddle a line, and that's why I kind I of ask what's kind yeah. of fun. And it's very dangerous because sometimes, you, you know what I mean? Well, the thing is, like, the irony of, of punk, you know, looking back now, and I liked it too. I was into punk, I was into rock and stuff. I didn't like the same thing because I was not a jack. I was totally confident, you know what I mean? I the long mm -hmm. hair, the crazy hair. But then by doing those groups, they also become their own elitist groups. And you look at yeah. people. Uh, well, people. It, was a, it was a fully elitist thing. Right. I, so the, there is a terrible irony that you don't get it. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah. It's like, look what happened. It's kind of a um, hot topic became or has become to people. Yeah. It's, well, it's I mean, really good. The symbol of what happened, everything. You know, you're like, oh, what the heck? I just, I just remember, you know, like, for instance, I remember, what am I going to do? Right. What am I going to do? I didn't want to do something that was beneath me, that wasn't challenging. Right. And that was, something that somebody else would do. So at that time, I thought, you know, like they're the lounge lizards, right? You know, John Lurie's mm -hmm. band. And yeah. I liked what they were doing. You know, I thought that, and I remember hearing the words, I remember hearing the words acid jazz. And I went, what's that? I wonder what that is, because that sounds like something I'd be interested in. And then I heard what acid jazz was, and I didn't like it. You know, <laughs> it sounds like a punk band. I would open up for the dead cats. It sounds fantastic, you know, <laughs> but it, it wasn't. It wasn't what I thought it was. I, was like, God, I, I thought acid jazz would be sort of like uh, lounge lizards, you know. Um, but, um, you know, there was, there's, uh, you know, the, there are certain bands, I, looking back, there were certain things that interested me, like uh, King, King Creole and the Coconuts, lounge lizards. Uh, you know, that no wave stuff a little bit. I think the points of view were, I liked. Um, and I think, you know, and like you said, Zappa and all that stuff kind of, you know, came together in, um, you know, and it kind of a dark, it was a dark time and a very screw you period of time. And that's where the daddies come, came from. And that's not really, you know, it's a, that's a world that's gone. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's very gone, you know, I mean, a lot of you, people can't really understand what the genesis of the cherry pop and daddies without understanding that time period, you know, cause that's when we were formed. I, I think it's one of the biggest time changes these past couple of years, these past maybe 20 years or, or you know what I'm saying between the seventies and eighties and now, in like the history of between technology and politics and everything else so polarizing in you know in, in all the wars and stuff such a change in, you know what i mean yes in, in, in history like than anything else because it would be like hundreds of years and then you know the death bowl and then we got you know a plague and then we don't learn from it with 30 40 years later we have another you know we lose all our money and then we don't learn from it right. i mean and now yeah. here we're here and it's like every other month we're just doing something that we haven't learned from <laughs> three days ago yeah. You know, yeah, no, and everybody's angry true. at everybody and every group that you believed in is is turning on you. And, you know, whether it be politics or whatever, it's, it's insane. 
And yeah, and, well, I mean, it was it, this has been coming for a long ass time, though. I mean, it's like the, this is not like it wasn't, you know, telegraphed a million years ago. You know, this has all been here. You know, it's just that it's we've just no one stopped it. You know, I think technology made it easier too to put it out yeah, there quicker. Sure, I mean, so it speeded it up. From a music perspective, you remember when the internet started and they told all us musicians, this is going to be the best thing for you guys are going to make so much money because you'll have direct access to your fans and you'll make you with that direct access, they'll just pay you for the record. You won't need a record label. Who told you that, Pinocchio? No, I remember that. That that was how it was pitched. (laughs) That was how it was pitched. Right. And now they they told us that and now they all have all our money. Right. So they all did anyhow. They weren't really that's fine with record labels that were just banks. They're banks betting on the biggest bet. So it wasn't personal. I think going in, a lot of people thought that they were involved in them. You had people that did care, the managers and in our guys. For the most part, it was just a bank and they're betting on the guys that made the best bets to get the best bands in, you know. And so they're gonna take all the money from people unless you had a great lawyer. You can't just you can't have someone in between your the money that you earn and it's just human nature to take your money. And that's what they're going to do. So people, you know, musicians are the early adopters of everything. Okay. We're, we're always on the forefront of the, you know, at the beginning at Apple, I, I remember I was just, a kid, I was just a kid. I thought, God, if I had any money, I would invest it in Apple, but I don't have any money, you know? So I didn't, because all the shit I was doing was on these early Apple yeah. computers, you know? And me too. I mean, same thing. I was, you I know, was actually building pieces of equipment. So I could convert other things, do other pieces of music and right. video. They didn't have right. any equipment. I just tell somebody to say about it. I was like taking this stuff and I'm going down to like your radio shack or whatever you're at. And I'm buying pieces and I'm putting them together. And I'm right. You know, exactly. Exactly. And now I mean, you can buy kits for our program, but yeah. Right. Right. But that, that was the world, you know, so we trust, you know, that, the, that, that we trusted that the technology was going to be, you know, for us because we used it. Right. But once it got ossified in, you know, that was not, we couldn't do anything about it. You know, now we have a world where we have a, a pandemic where they, they basically made it. So we'll just keep all your money from recordings and everything, and you'll make your money on the road, right? You just, that'll be where your money will come from on the road. Now, there, now there's no road. <laughs> there's no money from recordings. There's no yeah. road. There's no nothing, right? So you can't make any money. It's impossible to make money, you know? And, you know, I've seen it coming for the past few years all the bands, a lot of the bands that open for us, say, or, you know, you'll see them on the road, are somebody funded their band, you know, yeah. like some, you know, jazz singing girl who's comes from money, who hired a bunch of, you know, session guys to, you know, be, to fund her career. And she's yeah. off just the dead every time she tries to hit that scene, but whatever. <laughs> she, so she's gotten there because she's the only name in town. But, you know, with right. us, we started, we had fucking nothing, you know, but that, but, but the world was such that on Wednesday in Iowa, you could make gas money, right? But nowadays though, if you own your own stuff though, and you only sell to a niche crowd, you can still make more money than if you had a record label behind you taking your streams and your percentages. Yeah. That's just, that's to become the new proven fact with numbers. I'm I'm telling you uh, that the, but independent record labels are worse than no, no, I'm saying you own your own stuff. Like you literally own yeah, your stuff yeah, you, and lease you it out to other yeah. people. You can't. You can't. It's crazier. Yeah. It's crazier. Okay, it's more work. Okay, the, o- the only place that there is true money to be made right now is in licensing. 
you know, in the music business, licensing. Really, the rest of it is, you know, it's expensive to press vinyl. Um, you know, I personally can't stand being uh, on social media all the time. You know, you know, I don't like being, a, a, you know, that's the worst part of it for me is the marketing thing. I don't like it, you know, because it it removes the mystery too. Like, hey, come enjoy my band. You know, I don't want you to even know what I look like, you know, necessarily, you know. I'll put, a, like, I'll put a black mark over your face. <laughs> big white out, yeah. Chicken, well, chicken bucket okay. over my head. And that's the thing. That's a, so that's the fun part. Like, so with this show, I started during the pandemic because I, you know, whatever, because I wanted to reach out to bands I liked and, and, and keep like working this ecosystem of all different types of music and bring open it to other people, different artists each week that you wouldn't know. No, I mean, one week might be a rock band, next week it might be you know, um, Arthur Brown, the next week it'll be Rat, and the next week it'll be, you know, um, musical youth, like, and, and like you and the Buzzcocks, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. And then say, hey, here's what they're doing. Go to the site, get some merch. They're, everyone's at home not making any money from the records labels. Buy them some, buy some merch. Do this. Be aware of what they're doing, because I, that's that's good. I yeah. can't promote my show because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do it. It feels weird. Right? I know, I know. It's just weird. It feels weird. It feels wrong. But we're from a different. So generation. if you're watching, subscribe, people, because I don't like promoting right. myself. I mean, <laughs> well, I think that we're, I mean I'm from a I'm a generation that is, you know. I'm actually, I would say I'm a late boomer, technically, but Gen X type person. And that just rubs us the wrong way. You know, the, the whole thing is, is a kind of a, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's embarrassing to me to be, to promote myself. You know what I mean? I, I don't know why it's a, probably a point of view. Um, you know, I can see it, it just feels weird. It does feel weird to talk about yourself. Yeah, it feels weird. I mean, you're supposed to discover it. If it's your thing, you discover it. And if it's not, then, you know, whatever. I don't know. So that's the worst part of it for me. But the whole thing, the point is that the world is ruined. It's in ruins. It lays amongst (laughs) us in ruins, you know, and, you know, a lot of people saw it coming and, you know, but that doesn't make it any better. You know, it's, you know, I mean, you should, that's that thing. You, you should live in interesting times. Well, I fucking lived in interesting times, you know, but. You always know. interesting. And you know what, to be, to, be, to be honest, I've had a good life, really. I've had a, I've been very lucky and, uh, you know, so not so, not so bad, really. But, you know, I can still bitch at being born in the 20th, 20th century with these 20th century ideals and a love of democracy and, you know, a feeling that, that things should be just. Well, it's more justifiable because you have a kid, you know, I have a kid. I, so, a kid. You know, I felt that like, before I had a kid. I, it's always, you know, I mean, I want to if you want. say things, if you have no other kids and like, you're like, you know what, when I die, it's it. I have no legacy right. to worry about. Then, it, then it's kind of, we don't have as much yep. weight behind it, but now you're like, I'm invested in the game. Like, I I've am, got I kids am. and I actually have a grandchild. So I'm like, yeah. I got both legs in the game. Like things got to get better or, or yes. decent. You know, this, this plan can be a ball of fire. This can't be Mad Max. I know, I know. It's, and then how do you do it, right? That's the, there's a, a problem with- And then who's going to do the soundtrack? On the left. Yeah, well, it's like, it's just like I was talking about with, with, with you know, writing music, you know, like all, right now, cur- currently on, you know, like if you go on Twitter, there's a bunch of people on the left screaming, oh my God, Garland, would you please? I mean, like if he, go- if he goes today and, you know, indicts all these people, like that's going to change- things and it's like you know maybe that's right maybe not maybe you need to hold your powder 
I don't know, but there's 50 different ideas. That's the problem with Twitter. I know you do on Twitter too. And that's, yeah. it's, that's a hard thing because that's, everybody's just standing on their soapbox and yelling at each other and nobody's listening. Right. And, and the thing is, there's 50 different ideas to how to address mm-hmm. it. Whereas the, the authoritarians have one idea and they all follow it like right. lemmings, you know, and so, and they're dangerous, you know. And everybody goes, this is how we do it. This is how we do it. You know, and the, that's the problem right now. That so, is a danger. Yep. And there's, uh, no, there's no conversation from Twitter. That's what it really is. It's just all you just get odd from it. <laughs> to get, it's hard for people to get together. And it's hard for people, um, you know, it's hard for people, for fans to even admit they like something. You know, even me, it's, uh, it's from my generation. It's hard for me to full-throatedly say that I like, you know, swing music or jazz or anything. You know, I can't be full-throated because there's always, yeah, but, you know, which is a bummer, you know? I mean, think there are people who go, yeah, I like metal and that's it. And I like metal. And it's like, you're my hero. I'm not like that, you know? I like metal, but I also love ABBA. Absolutely. I, have, I believe in no guilty music. I have no shame about anything. And I don't subscribe to any politicians because each party flip-flops and backstabs each other. Yeah, Some of I mean, them have a better idea. I guess but, so I won't subscribe to a policy group because it's a group of people or institution like that or a government because they have too many pieces but a genre of music i can be pretty pretty open about <laughs> yeah i mean well i i use genres you know, I, I know. I i'm just kidding it. with you and uh, but but at the same time i you know i see the utility in genres but at the same time i can't seem to just throw my arms around something and you know I, so again, it's saying more about me. And I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is that I see a lot of people like that, you know, kind of hard to hand out compliments or something. And I'm yeah. probably like this in my, my home life too, that I, you know, it's hard to get a compliment out of me, you know, but I, which is not good. I don't think that's a good thing at all. But Maybe you should make a I, note and write that down. We'll, we'll post it next to your little thing there and, yeah. and you can go to and say, compliment somebody today. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just hard to, and I think that's what the problem is, is that it's hard to not say, to take a complex, nuanced situation and boil it down into art, you know, um, because you're always going to leave something out, you know, that's maybe crucial. Or maybe it's just writing, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I would, that I always run up against that and go, yeah, like my, when you argue with me, it's, I always go, I, I'll say what I think, and then I'll go, yeah, but there's this, you know, constantly. My wife hates it, you know, it's like. Well, that's the thing, I mean, I enjoy your music, it. and I, I enjoy the black and white, and the yin and yang, and even you say, like, you know, Zappa could be caustic, but you know, like Beefheart, but some of the things you say actually go the other way, where you could be as caustic yeah. as him, and not the same as Beefheart, and I'm not trying to label you there, because, so I almost think it's like, it's just almost a perspective of how we see ourselves. It's, how it's, it's not an insult either, because I think the way was pretty honest so i respect that just like you know you being you doing it you, you know you might make it some of your stuff a little more palatable or a little around the corner which could just be the same you know yeah but it's still music you know, and maybe they, you know yeah maybe maybe there's uh, maybe i should be more straightforward you know and i have been at times you know and i and i've enjoyed the fact that when i'm straightforward people don't realize it you know <laughs> because well, i set the, the stage with something else you know it's like yeah. it's like boxing you know you jab 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 and they're waiting for the jab and you hit them with a with a uh, uh, you know a, a, <laughs> next album we call it, yeah next album we call it straightforward and everyone's like listening to it going i don't know what's going on <laughs> what? yeah, literally right. it's just straight to them 
<laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I'm saying exactly what I think what right I mean, now. I literally, and I'll seek out bands that I like. And I know they'll listen to a big hunk of the catalog. You know what I mean? And I'll be like, there's so much more. And I don't want to talk about, you know, you can talk. It, 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 it's my phrase. Like the gateway drug is that one song. Right. That people know you. and But then once they read that headline or they see the interview, and then they listen to you talk. Right. All this about them. They go, oh, I'm going to listen to that album. Because you feel, you feel a little more invested. You feel a little more closeness. Uh, there's relatability a little more intelligence to the music, you know, and it, and it makes it more you know, personal. So feeling like they're not part of the discussion. Yeah. And you feel like when you hear someone, you know, maybe I hope that people listening to this will see my struggles in, you know, my creative struggles with myself. Like you said, sometimes I'm doing and go, wow, that's like me. You know, I'm trying, I feel the same way, you know, I mean, maybe I'm trying to create something else or whatever, but I, you know, I, I equivocate. Sometimes I fail and, Sometimes, but but I want to say something in an interesting way, and I want to do something that is meaningful, get some meaning out of this bullshit. Seventy five years we have, you know, and uh, I so I mean, I I enjoy talking about the real stuff. Well, this has been real. So, I don't know, we got a, you know, we have a New Year's Eve show in yeah. uh, in Great Falls, Montana, wow. and then we're gonna go back east uh, to play like a week of shows if unless uh unless the omicron viruses or uh variant is wipes it yeah you've had some gigs up in new york right yeah yeah, yeah we're but, playing yeah. you know like mid mid january we're in on times square so that'll be cold i would, I would hold your breath on that one though yeah no i'm not i'm i'm fully expecting it to be canceled. i'm gonna tell you because in new england all the, the trice area when it, when it comes around everything gets locked down fast yeah the numbers went down fast but they locked down things fast too so it'll be interesting so I think people, it's good to do that. Yeah. Well, I, I want everybody safe. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big. We're going to play a, a convention there, so the convention will, you know, I doubt the convention will happen. But you know, it depend, I think it really depends on the uh, the data on this variant. So I saw somebody do a meet and greet in a box. Maybe they could picture next to them there in the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, you're kind of meeting in the middle. Like, I, I kind of get it because fans want to see you, and you don't want to die in the sickness. So right, exactly, <laughs> you're in a box anyhow. Kind of in theory, you know. In a, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, man. This has been awesome, and I'll have to come back again. Okay. Well, thank you, man. All right. Hey, thank you so Take much. Care.